Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. We're talking about this ouster of Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House. Uh, Eight Republicans joined 208 Democrats. Um, And what's kind of comical to me now is that Democrats are saying that this is all of the Republicans' own making. And... Maybe, but it wouldn't have happened without you guys. So your fingerprints are on it, too. So whatever chaos ensues, right, you're, you're responsible as well. Um, I thought this was pretty uh, illustrative. One fella, I don't know this guy's name. It's, uh, he goes by Holden. I think his first name is Drew. But anyway, he's, uh, he's a lefty, and he says, if we end up with a MAGA House Speaker determined to cut off aid to Ukraine. Do Democrats bear any responsibility for helping to remove McCarthy? And I think the obvious answer is yes. But Kevin Cruz, who is also a leftist, he says McCarthy was MAGA-owned House Speaker who removed Ukraine aid from the government funding bill anyway, so no, we don't. So that's how the Democrats are viewing this. The Democrats view this as Kevin McCarthy was a MAGA-owned House Speaker, and he took out the Ukraine funding anyway, so what do we have to lose? There's no difference. Even if you get a MAGA House Speaker who doesn't want to fund Ukraine, that's what we had with McCarthy. They see no difference here. That's why they were cheering in their offices after the vote yesterday. They were celebrating. Because they... In their view, McCarthy's already the worst, and he wouldn't give him anything, right? They went to him, and they're like, you know, Kevin, uh, I'd be willing to support you in this uh, this ouster vote, this, you know, motion to vacate the chair, coup, if you will, um, which is weird that the Democrats in the media, but I repeat myself, are not calling it a coup. Like, they're always big about identifying coups, now, all of a sudden, not so much, but whatever. They are like, uh, yeah, you know, I'd be willing to help you out here, Kevin. What can you give me? And McCarthy was like, I, I can give you nothing. He said, I'm giving you no major concessions. He refused to deal with the Democrats. And a lot of pundits and politicians, they, they're saying that Matt Gates, who led the effort here to vacate the chair, that Gates was counting on McCarthy cutting a deal with some Democrats to save his skin. And then Gates could fundraise on that, which he was doing, by the way. He was fundraising on this messaging. But then McCarthy didn't do it. McCarthy wouldn't deal with the Democrats. And so Gates did. So you end up in this really weird situation where Gates and his seven fellow Republicans who who uh, voted with all the Democrats, right, they're arguing that we have to get rid of McCarthy because he cuts deals with the Democrats on the short-term spending bill. And in order to get rid of him, we have to cut a deal with the Democrats, right? We have to align with the Democrats. We have to vote with Democrats. And I said yesterday, I don't know if he has whipped the votes for this. 
I don't know if Gates and company were running around trying to get Democrats on board with it. But the reporting today indicates he wasn't. Which is kind of weird. If you are trying to be successful at a particular motion, you're trying, right? You're going to kind of line up votes. But what the Democrats are saying afterwards was that, no, it was McCarthy. He wouldn't cut deals with us. He wouldn't give us concessions to support him, to save him. And then he went on uh, Meet the Press or whatever over the weekend or this week or whatever. He was on CBS and he blamed the Democrats for the short-term funding bill. And he went to Mar-a-Lago to try to get support from Trump. And he tried to shut down the J6 committee. So they have all these reasons that they hate McCarthy. And so they, rather than, you know, just vote present, not weigh in, or even cut a deal and get something or try to get something minor from him, or just say, no, he's the devil we know. We may get somebody worse. They don't think there is anybody worse. They see everybody the same, looks like. So they're in opposition. And now they're trying to say, oh, we have nothing to do with it. Yeah, no, you do. You do have something to do with it. David Hersani over at The Federalist, he says, Kevin McCarthy becomes the first speaker to ever be successfully ousted in a motion to vacate the chair. Uh, One day you could tell your grandchildren you were alive to witness this completely pointless bit of history. Matt Gaetz's self-aggrandizing political stunt makes no sense and changes nothing other than perhaps his fundraising totals. Harsani believes this is a personal matter. One of the least convincing claims by Gates's defenders is that McCarthy was punished for ignoring the base. The base, of course, is a popular euphemism for the most vociferous populist faction of the GOP. This faction enjoys blowing things up, mostly their own party's prospects. And in this case, the base was represented by eight Republicans and the entire Democrat Party. That was the voice of the Republican, quote, base, right? Among these principled eight GOPers who were fighting for the honor of the base, what the New York Times called the far-right faction, were, uh, were Nancy Mace... Nancy Mace from South Carolina, who said Matt Gates was a fraud the last time he tried to knock off McCarthy. And Ken Buck, who we last heard was reportedly looking for a CNN gig. He says, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the future of conservatism was not the motivating factor for their votes. All right. You may have noticed that I've been helping the Alzheimer's Association of Western North Carolina for a while. And it's a great organization. they got awesome people with huge hearts. My grandfather died of Alzheimer's when I was a kid, and back then there wasn't a lot of support for caregivers and family. Now, things are different today thanks to the work of the Alzheimer's Association. That's why I support them. Every year we do a series of walks all over the country. There are a bunch in the Carolinas. You can go to alz.org slash walk for a walk to end Alzheimer's near you. This month, there are walks in Hendersonville, Rock Hill, Mooresville, Greenville. And in October, we got Charlotte, Gastonia, Asheville, Kannapolis, Hickory, and Spartanburg. Go to alz.org for all of the dates and locations. We're closer than ever to stopping Alzheimer's, and we're asking if you can help us get there. Will you walk with me for a different future for families? For more time, for treatments, this is why we walk.
Okay, after making him suffer through that, let's see if Philip is still on the line. Hello, Philip. Oh, yes. How's it yeah, going, I man? Made it through, yeah, I made it through the emergency. How are you? I'm all right. I did, too. You know, and uh, I wanted to tell you that uh, I wanted to prove that I'm a listener because every single day you do say, don't break anything. I, thank so you. I'm gone, and I, I look forward to the days when uh, literally you can come back on and say, I told y'all not to break anything. Now we don't have the Speaker of the House. Right. Yeah. No, I literally said that at the end of the show. Don't break anything. And now, and, and here we are. Of course, of course. And, uh, you know, I, I just wanted to call and say why I really supported uh, Kevin McCarthy, because he brought back class to that position. You know, we were all going through this Pelosi hangover with her tearing up the State of the Union and, uh, you know, being just nuts. And, uh, you know, we're looking at the third seat away from the presidency. Mm-hmm. And I, I just thought he, you know, would would bring class back to that position. And I think he did, but he only lasted nine months. And, and then Gates got him out. Right. What it, now, what, so, if I, uh, what if I throw this at you? That... Um, that that is not a requirement. It might not even be desirable among a lot of Republicans now. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. But uh, it literally, you know, uh, it, it's such a high position that, uh, you know, I just want I, I want to get class back. Mm-hmm. And uh, as far as McHenry, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure I pulled the lever for the guy, or at least, you know, penciled in the circle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like McHenry, and uh, I understand he's interim. But the the real question is, what do we do now? And what's happening is the infighting with the debates going on between Republicans and with everything else this going on, it's all, we're, we're, we're breaking Reagan's Eleventh uh, commandment: of Don't yeah. don't don't attack other Republicans if you can help it. So you know who I think is the big winner out of all of this? Jamal yeah. Bowman. <laughs> uh, now uh, you know I've gotten two alarms today: the fire alarm and this alarm. Right, that's right. Like that, like Jamal Bowman, who was looking at. Uh, there were there were uh, resolutions that got filed against him for like censure and uh, you know people like demanding he be charged, thrown out of the Congress, all this stuff. He was he was fixing to be on the hot seat, right? And his excuse was, "I'm a moron." That was literally his excuse that he doesn't know what a fire alarm looks like or does, and that was a better explanation in his mind than to say he pulled the fire alarm to stop the vote on the t- the stopgap spending bill. Um, and so now all of that gets backseated to, um, yeah, to, to all of this. So he's the luckiest guy in the world, I think, right now. He should go play the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've never had a door that really I couldn't get out of. And uh, really, if I couldn't get out of it, I'd take the stairs. Mm. Because there's going to be an exit. There's going to be a way out of that building. And uh, it ain't going to be the fire alarm. I-, I just think that was the most ridiculous thing that we have ever seen from a congressman how do you get elected into congress and do something like that it's just it was the most uh 
freaky thing I've ever seen. No, you, that happens when you believe that the rules don't apply to you, right? That's that's what that is. That's he doesn't believe the rules apply to him because what would he have done to one of his students? He was a former principal of a school. I mean, he ran the school into the I ground. Know. Yeah, yeah, a middle high school. So yeah, uh, you, you kind of need to know the rules, and I, I, he obviously doesn't. And he's in Congress. Mm-hmm. Why do we put put these people in Congress? Well, as I always say, Philip, they are our representatives. They really are. They are representative well, of the American public at large. Have you well, seen the American public at large? There are some. There are some. There are some pretty idiotic, idiotic people out there. But it's been amazing. Like I said, we're on the Pelosi hangover, mm-hmm. and uh, literally, this guy brought class back to the position. It, it, at least, in my opinion. Yeah. No, I hear you. And, uh, should he be ousted right now after nine months? I don't think so, uh, but uh, I'm not sure what we do now. I-, I do know that we're fighting too much amongst ourselves, and I, I don't like it. Uh, you know, I, I enjoy the debates. Uh, you know, I, I-, I kind of like Ramaswamy. I kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, but-, but literally we're fighting too much amongst ourselves, and this is where the other side is loving it. They're loving it, and they're getting paid off by it. Philip, I appreciate the call, buddy. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right, thanks. You passed the EAS test, by the way. Uh, He passes. Philip passes. Um, Two things. First, there's a lot of this kind of fighting going on inside the GOP because it is made up of a larger coalition of people with different beliefs than the Democrat coalition is. I, I, like the policy preferences, how we get stuff done, what we want to see done, principles, philosophy, that sort of thing. The Republican Party is a bigger tent than the Democrat Party is, ideologically speaking. Um, so that's number one. Number two is I suspect there are a lot of people trying to attack and beat down their uh, these Republicans uh, because they know like that's it's it is pretty easy to do. If Democrats have taught us nothing, it's pretty easy to beat up on Republicans. Like that's it's easy. Let me get to a couple of these messages and then uh, get to the phone call here. Um, this is from the Hellion, who says if we can't get real cuts in spending, not just reductions in rates of growth, which DC calls cuts, then gridlock is what is in order, and Republicans won't even do that. We're trillions in debt because of the nobility of we must get something done, no matter who is in power. $30 trillion in debt, but thank God we have class, huh? That caller has to be a boomer. <laughs> I don't know if the caller was. I don't know how old he was. I don't ask that. Um, any process that disrupts this corrupt federal government's ability to pass more idiotic drunken sailor spending bills is a process in good standing with this guy, GJM, says that. Um, this is good wahoo. I am frankly sick of this topic. Matt Gates and Kevin McCarthy, they can both pound sand as far as I'm concerned. Our country's in such dire straits on so many fronts. Their little power squabble and all the squabbling about the topic is so irrelevant given the issues we face. Frankly, given our country's problems, there should be a motion to vacate the chair of anyone in Congress that has been there more than three terms. Because after... Several terms they become entrenched and care more about keeping their cozy jobs, feeding off the public trough, than caring about the country. Um, 
Uh, Alan says, I would say that the temperature of half the electorate has been red hot since McCarthy removed the debt limit as one of his first actions. Maybe this will bring the temperature down, even if only momentarily. At this point, we could vacate the whole dang house. If they aren't there, they can't continue to bury us. We don't need them to pass laws. Laws are being ignored every day at the border and in Washington. All that's left is spending us to death. Um, it's not only the messaging, it's the constant deviation from that message. Also, y'all should be listening to our messaging. We are quite clear that we are tired of the excessive government spending driving up our costs at every turn. That's from Alan. But here's the thing, Alan, not everybody is. There's all, I've noticed this, this belief that I, I believe something, and my friends believe the same thing I believe, and just whatever the issue is, it doesn't matter. You know, I believe apple pie is awesome. And all everybody I know, they all like apple pie too. And so therefore, that's the will of the people. But that's not the case. And you can see it, right, even in issues that are popular, like, for example, school choice. There are still three out of ten people that are not. They're Democrats, but they're not. It's not, it's not the will of everybody. Uh, let me go over here and get uh, good citizen. Is that is that your yep. is that your real name? Uh, that's what I go by. Oh, okay, all right. Do you, is that a, is, do you prefer Mister Good Citizen or is it just or Monsieur, Monsieur Good Citizen? Good Citizen out of Pineville, sir. I'm a bit of a leftist. I live in a small town now. If I was on you guys' side, the police would be on my side. I could say my real name. But anyway, wait. So you uh, think? Wait, let's so you, talk about. You're afraid that if you say something that the cops are going to come arrest you? No. Well, oh, okay. I'm a black man lives in Pineville, and I have a strong opinion, and I'm okay. also armed. So okay. I just like to uh, keep my identity to myself. Okay. Uh, I'd like to talk to you about the GOP, the party of Gaslight, Obstruct, and Project. The the what? Uh, the, the GOP, Gaslight, Obstruct, and Project. Every Every projection is a confession. You know that? <laughs> So, hang on, good good citizen, Mister Good Citizen, Mister Citizen. Um, yes, if you if we're going to engage in a in a uh, in a productive chat, uh, I'm going to just ask you to drop the slogans, the bromides and such, because they're not they're, they're not helping you make whatever point you're trying to make. Okay, well, let's talk about the grand old party, the GOP. I don't care. What, I don't care what you call it. Just get to the point here. Uh, yeah, well, I liked your part about Jamal Bowman referencing how he thinks he's above the law, because, you know, historically, the United States has always treated black men with higher reverence in regards to the law over anyone else. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. Do you like the fact that I say that he thinks he's above the law because he's a black man and black people have traditionally not been held? You said you think he's above the law. Yeah. That's that, yeah. Otherwise, he is actually a moron. Also, you you leave out the parts in the fire alarm situation where I've I've looked into it a little bit more in depth. You're, you're leaving out a lot of the story about what? It wasn't in the Capitol building. It, it wasn't in the Capitol building. No, he was in the Cannon Building. Street from the Capitol. Yeah, he was in the he Cannon Office building. building. Yes, uh-huh. and it said it, the sign was confusing. It Sign's said, not confusing. It says. It says hold in case of emergency thirty seconds. It, it is a little confusing. No, it's not. the big The big sign yeah. says emergency exit, and the th- and the 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 and, and the lever. Hang on, and the lever he pulled said fire alarm. Yeah. This is not confusing, 
Stop trying to make excuses for the guy. He did something stupid. I'm not. Well, sure I'm you are. You just said that the yeah. sign was confusing, and that's an excuse for him I, doing the thing. I looked into it. I looked into it a little bit more in depth than what you're covering on the story. You're not covering the whole story. I just told you, uh, dude. I covered this yesterday or Monday in depth on Monday, like over an hour in it. Oh, well, I know the details. Know I've of- covered the details. I knew it was the Cannon Building. I never said it was the Capitol. It's the Cannon Building. But he also said in that statement that when he went out the door, he said that door is normally open for votes. That's what he said, which means. What? That the door yeah. is normally closed otherwise. So he tried to go through the door, couldn't go through the door because it says emergency exit. At that point, anybody else, especially a principal of a school that is surrounded by fire alarms and emergency exits, <laughs> would not pull a fire alarm. But you're here you are making an excuse for him. Why? Uh, why? Yeah, why are you making because an excuse of, for him? It, it seemed genuinely confusing to me. Forgive me of a small, feeble-minded folks who can't. So have you ever pulled a fire also, alarm to open an emergency exit? I have set off alarm before going through a door on accident. No, no, no. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah right, right. And so, okay, right. So, yeah, so you, I have as well. So when you go through that door, what ha- you, you push the bar, right? When you, when you try, like, you open the door itself. You push against the big bar right across the door. You push that sucker, and then you, and then it sets off the alarm. Have you ever pulled a fire alarm to open an emergency exit door? I've never been in that position, sir. Right. Have you ever pulled a fire alarm when there is no fire? No. Right. Would you know what a fire alarm looked like if you saw one? I would. I would as well. So So why are you making an excuse for this guy? It's clear that he he looks around, he pulls the fire alarm. It says fire alarm right there on the button he's pulling. So, So, I mean, so I keep asking, like, why are you making an excuse for him? So in order to force Republicans to come to a vote to keep the country afloat, he uh, went to some. And then also, I like how you compare it to January 6th. Okay, wait. So hang on. All right. So, all right. So you're saying that he pulled the alarm not to make not, not to force the vote. He was pulling the alarm to delay the, to delay the vote because at the time he pulled the alarm, McCarthy had had come through with this bill and he dropped this bill on everybody, and that's what angered a lot of Republicans too. But he drops the bill, and so the Democrats are trying to delay to delay the vote, and that's when he pulls the fire alarm, and that would evacuate the building, and that would that would help in the delay, right? So again, didn't I he get punished for. Didn't he get punished for keeping the country afloat anyway? Didn't he get ousted for like? Why are you defend? I'm I, I, I'm going to keep dragging you back to this point. Why were you defending? Okay. Why are you defending Jamal Bowman pulling a fire alarm? Because he was doing what needed to be done for America. So the ends just all right. So the ends justify the means. It doesn't matter if yes. he broke the law. All that matters is the outcome that you prefer. Not necessarily. Well, yeah, that's what you just hanging said. The, hanging the vice president and pulling a fire alarm are two really wild different spectrums. Yeah, so, so who hanged Who hanged the vice president? Hang Mike Pence on January 6th. They had gallows out. There yeah, was a bunch of you know how big uh, those gallows uh, were? Getting the car and all that. Right, okay, so hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, good citizen. How, uh, uh, how, big, was the, uh, how big was the gallows that was out there? How big was it? Yeah. How tall was it? it a, gall- a gallows can can be seven feet and still work. That doesn't matter. Yeah, it was a miniature gallows. 
And when you have bear spray... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Why are you moving off of the gallows thing? You just said you just said that there was the gallows out there. The gallows were too small. Right. No, 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 no. The gallows, the, the gallows was a prop. It was a miniature thing. It was, it was a, a prop. It was a prop. Absolutely. Now, so, so, so if somebody burns the effigy of Pete Calendar in a town, are you going to go there? Or are they just like, you know, it's just a prop? Or would you risk your safety going in that town? I would not risk my safety going into that town. All right, then. So a, All right, then. a, a, a prop of, a, of a, a gallows is it might as well be a real one. No, but it wasn't. And, and it can't head. actually do anything. Yeah, now, hang, yeah, hang on. Good citizen, I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to bring you back. I'm going to put you on hold. I'll bring you back. I'm way late for a traffic break, but I'll bring you back. Because there is something, I mean, we do agree on the second part of the conclusion you're trying to get to, but I'm also going to point out a tactic you're employing here, which makes it very frustrating to have an honest conversation. So, hey, so real quick, hurricane season is here, and this is your reminder to check your emergency supplies. You should have a three-day supply of food, water, and medicines, minimum. And Carolina Readiness Supply can help you get started or expand your supply. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies too, because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you can use for any kind of emergency. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply, will you be ready when the lights go out? All right, let me go back to uh, uh, Mr. Good Citizen. Um, is he still there? Are you still there? Yes. Okay, good. All right, so um, the question about the uh, hang Mike Pence and the connection to the um, to the gallows, right? The only reason I asked about the yeah. gallows thing was because I was curious to know. Like, I, I always try to find out people's basis of information before we proceed through uh through a discussion because some people may like if we're working from a wrong assumption about something like i don't think people could have hung mike pence because on that gallows because it was a miniature prop okay now that being said and i've asked this question ever since january 6th and i've asked it about pence i've asked it about nancy pelosi right i've asked what do you think would have happened to those those two or some others or mitch mcconnell whatever do you think that the crowd would not have harmed them and I think that the crowd, people in the crowd, not everybody, but there were some in the crowd that definitely would have tried to harm Nancy Pelosi and Mike Pence. Absolutely. I believe right. that. Right. So we agree yeah. on that. But here's the here's here's just a, a friendly tip. OK, when having discussions, okay. when you deflect away from when we're talking about one specific issue or topic or, or, right. or an event and then you try to shift it to something else. Um, that's a deflection, or it's a, or, or the whataboutism kind of thing. Moving goalposts, like right. you like to call it, something like that. What's that? Moving goalposts. Yeah, moving the goalposts is another. It's a, that is you are correct. That's a form of deflection, right? Or whataboutism but, is a form of okay. deflection. But so rather than so when when you bring up the Jamal Bowman uh, uh, incident right. and we're going over that, and then you try to shift it away to other things, it 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 weakens your argument. It 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 gives this signal to well, it all ties in together, Pete. Because I wasn't the one uh, trying to equate loosely. You were you were trying to equate January sixth to him pulling a fire alarm? No, I equated the no, I equated. All right, so what I equated the other day on Monday, um, and I don't know if you heard the show on Monday, I was equating 
the lack of charm. I heard a bunch of fire alarms over and over and over, and it wasn't very funny, to be quite frank with you. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Not all humor hits everybody the same. We all have different senses of humor, and, you know, if you know right. if you love, you know, Jamal Bowman or Democrats, so you wouldn't find it funny. I get it. I so, don't love Jamal Bowman or Democrats. All right. Well, I mean, you're, well, you're defending him a whole lot. That's why I asked. Why do you keep making I'm excuses for freedom in the Constitution, not why? So why do you keep defending Jamal Bowman's actions there's when it was a violation of the law? Right. He violated the law, and the J6 mm-hmm. people, some of those J6 people, not all of them, but some of them who have been right. charged, got charged under the exact same statute that Bowman violated. Right. And he was doing the same thing, obstructing a proceeding. So why make excuses for that? Well... <laughs> Okay, well let's uh, well let's let's. Talk uh, 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 you're doing it again. I mean, do, do what? I just you're trying to deflect that. again. Why are you make why make excuses for that? Why? Because I can see justification more so in one than the other. One was a free and fair election that was not stolen, and there was a mob of people coming to violently overthrow the United States government, and one got pulled a fire alarm to stall that vote. Right, to stall an official now, proceeding, they, now, violating now, the law. Is speeding, is speeding 15 over a ticket? Yeah, but is speeding 100 over a ticket? Yeah, but you also lose your license and you go to jail. So there's there's ranges. All right, I got to run. I'm out of time. Right. Uh, I appreciate the conversation, though. Thank you for listening to the show, even when it's not funny. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone.